It's April 15th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's middle of April and tax day is two days away. Yeah, well, it's you would think it's today, but nope, oh, just kidding. It'd probably be tomorrow, but oh, nope, just kidding. There's a holiday. So, yeah, it's oh, the 17th. Oh, is that it? I yeah. was wondering, oh, God, there's like a federal holiday tomorrow or yeah, something? Yeah, there's a, well, it's only in Washington, D.C. How nice. Right. Okay. That's what happened last year, too. Okay. Well, I don't, I, my accountant does my tax return. I just assume he does it and it's right, and I send it on. You don't do the last minute staying up till midnight no. thing like the rest of us do? No, somehow the last minute panic doesn't. Well, and of course at my house, I don't touch the checkbook, so I couldn't honestly tell you, <laughs> you know, what's going on. I just send it all to the accountant and let him deal with it. Oh, okay. So. Well, all right. Well, so for the rest of us, we have a what? couple of days. I haven't counted the hours yet, but yes, a couple of days to get it done. Yeah. Oh, I read one of the most interesting things, that the number of car wrecks increases on the day that the taxes are due. Oh, I believe it. I was like, well, yeah, okay, all those people trying to get in line at the post office. I was going to say, they're all within the vicinity of, yeah, of the post office. Fender benders like crazy. Right. Well, that's too funny. And then the traffic and, between the post office and the nearest bar probably increases dramatically <laughs> right after you drop them off. Uh-huh. Go celebrate. Yeah. Or, or, or drown your sorrows. Drown your sorrows. It's one of the two. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things that's happening to us this month is we found out that we have to move. Yee. So we're not sure what that means yet other than we have to leave our space. Right. Well, we had heard rumors for a while circulating yeah. and and thinking, okay, it's coming. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But it was just dropped on us. Yeah, the official week. word came down last Thursday. We're like, no, we have to leave. <laughs> Do you realize how much crap we have in here? <laughs> It has a way of breeding once yeah. you put it on the shelf. How did that happen? I don't know. Well, and the the funny thing is, is I think about when we originally moved in four years ago and the big pile that was in the middle of the office when we moved in and thinking, my gosh, how did we have all that stuff in Holly's house? Where did it all come from? I'm terrified to think about how big that's going to look when we move it to the new space. Yeah, that was done in what, one U-Haul or a few yeah, pickup trucks? Yeah, maybe. I think just one one U-Haul. Yeah, yeah, and the backs of all of our SUVs, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is going to require professional help. Yes, definitely. On many levels. Well, and the nice part, though, is that they're talking about simply moving us into another building in our complex. So, you know, we won't have to go far. <laughs> right. Yet we were joking about just getting some wheels under a few things and just, just roll, roll it across the parking lot. Of Throw course. it onto a tarp and walk it over. Exactly. But Yeah, I don't think it'll be quite that, uh, like a circus atmosphere. But Yeah, I, I hope not. Yeah. But it should be, should be interesting. So, um there may come a, a month this summer where you don't hear from us just because, <laughs> well, we've been in the throes of moving and relocating and all that sort of fun stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, of course, you know, the other thing that's that's going on right now, of course, you know, okay, we're moving. But there's a lot of other, well, I guess, activity going on because May's right around the corner. And we are getting flooded with resumes from interns looking for summer work or people who are graduating and looking for a full-time job. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Laura's getting flooded yes, <laughs> with thank, the resumes. Thank goodness I had the foresight to funnel all info at emails to my inbox mm-hmm. and the 
contact form from our website. So, yeah, That was super smart of me. It was so great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because now I'm getting several a week. Really? At least. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, I guess it's people are still looking. That's good. I don't well, know. Well, and a lot it's... of them are, are students coming out, even interior design students who are required mm-hmm. to, to do an internship, sometimes even as part of their degree. Right. Well, like Chris had to do last year for his right. architecture Yeah, degree. exactly. All right. Yeah, so we get anything from people relocating because their spouse is relocating. So mm-hmm. they're and they've actually have, you know, they've got all their professional degrees and they're have some experience versus just the straight coming out of school bringing new folks too. Yeah. Well, the talking about this, we got to thinking about okay, well, what would be a good podcast topic that might kind of cover this? And we got to thinking selling to architects. What does it take to sell to an architect? So this month's podcast is going to be about selling to architects and not just for interns, but if you're a vendor or if you're even a client, what does it take to actually sell yourself or your project in the case of a client to an architect? And what does it take to get our attention, Mm -hmm. to gain our trust, and to really just enter into a relationship with us? Right. So we're going to share some tips on that. Yeah, so we thought we'd start with the interns since we keep seeing all of these resumes. And the first thing that really comes to mind for us, if you want to sell yourself to us, know your audience. Know who it is you're actually sending your cover letter and your resume to. And one of my big things, we got a resume. Actually, I think it came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she had called and said, oh, I'm going to send you my resume. And I'm like, okay, sure, fine. And it was addressed to the well, it was us, but it was HPD Architects instead of HPD Architecture. I'm right. like, okay, right off the bat, strike one. <laughs> don't so, mess up my name. I don't mess up my name. Don't mess up the company name. So, yeah. but, but know who you're talking to. Right. Well, and for anybody listening or any interns who might be listening to our podcast, I am a woman, so I would be dear ma'am, not dear sir or madam. Mm-hmm. Just make a phone call and and find out who receives resumes or who should you address it to. Right. It takes about 15 seconds, and most of the time one of us is going to answer the phone. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest turnoffs, I think. Like if I'm going to actually take 30 seconds out of my day to read your email, because I don't get to most of my email in a day. I get so much email. So if I'm going to take the time to read your email, why don't you personalize it just a little bit? And that's going to set you so much further about right. the rest of the pack. Yes, a, a dear Laura would actually go a long oh way. Oh, my gosh. I would sit and read that. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, and, and especially, too, because a lot of companies will simply have a, a link to send a resume in. And if you see something that says info at or HR at or what was it? There was one more you, were, you had mentioned. Oh. Um, Just anything that's generic other than yeah. somebody's actual name. Yeah. Then, you know. Take the time to actually make a phone call and and say, you know, who am I, who am I really sending this to? It could be that you're just sending it to the HR department, mm-hmm. but who's the HR person you're sending it to? Yeah, and there's still there's still a person behind that email address, right. whether it looks like it or not. Right. Yeah. Well, and another thing too about the know your audience is that if you're sending me a cover letter and you want to talk to me about how. The things in my company or the things about our practice or our projects that have really interested interested you, make sure that what you send actually is stuff that we do. (laughs) I I don't want to find out that you're really able – and we just went through this experience with a a resume. The cover letter was talking about 
our lead, um, our sustainable design and our lead, whatever. And we're like, you haven't looked at a lick at our website, have you? <laughs> our clients aren't interested in lead or sustainability. Not to say that it's bad for our clients. It's just that's not. That's not shown or emphasized on anywhere our website on our all. website. Right. So which tells us that he didn't really look at the right. website. He wrote a fabulous cover letter that mm-hmm. he was probably hoping could be all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. And what kind of cracks me up, sometimes they get these letters, and it's clear that they may think that we think sustainability is really important, but they haven't actually asked or they right. haven't taken the time to look at the website closely enough right. to find out that actually what's really important to us is really fine contemporary custom residential design. That's very different than something that is sustainably focused and community-based. No, our <laughs> clients put fences up. They are not community-based when it comes to their home. Right. So it just cracks me up when I'm like, oh, honey, oh, there's so much I would like to tell you, but you've yeah. turned me off and I have to close your email. <laughs> right. Right. It sounds, it sounds uh, terrible, but it's true. But, I mean, I you you get that sense of, of – you know, well, I think the other thing in the in the cover letter was that he'd been following us for several years. Bunny, we haven't had a website <laughs> probably – we didn't have a website up for probably the first six or eight months. And the odds of you following us for several years are, I'm going to guess, really pretty slim. Um, yeah. So, it was something about yeah. us for several years having been leaders in our design industry and that he had been following oh, yes, us. And, yes, and yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I, I have no problem thinking of myself as a leader in right. the design industry, but I know better. Yeah. I appreciate the effort at flattery. Right. I right. really do because that often works. Yeah. Yes. However. However. <laughs> well, and that, which brings us to the second point about in the, if you're an intern, you know, that we want to know about you. Don't don't send us a, a cover letter that's fluffy and full of BS because well, it's going to be spotted from a mile away. And it sounds like every other letter we get. Right. Right. We know that you, you know, that you work well with others and that you work good in groups and that you're energetic and enthusiastic. We assume you would be all those things because you want to work You've and made you're it through college. You made it through college. Sure. Sure. But tell us about you, something unique about you. Right. I've been doing some speaking lately about personal branding, so this is really close to my heart right now and it's it's not about whether you make yourself look perfect in front of us or whether you're trying to put forth this image of what you think we want to see mm-hmm. in an intern. I couldn't give a flip about that. What I want to know is who you are. And if you absolutely love playing pool on a Friday night with your friends because, and you can give me three or four reasons, mm-hmm. you know, beyond beer drinking, granted. Right. <laughs> we were playing beer pong and thought pool would be fun. Right. No, no. no. I mean, if you kind of have a fascination with, physics or geometry and and pool is how you enjoy i mean i'm just making this up but you know what i mean right. give me something like that's really memorable i right. might go well holy crap i'm gonna go have lunch with this guy just because he made me think oh yeah or yeah. tell me about um you know a sport that you played in high school and in college i mean that's significant that right. takes a lot of commitment well, there was one resume you got the guy had been a um like an all-star swimmer in high school mm-hmm. and then had gone to college and swam in college and i have to say if you know if you're a swimmer and you're really competing and you're competitive in college level and you're an architecture student, wow. Yeah. I mean, that tells me so much. That tells me that you are 
focused, you're energized, you're uh, capable of really being able to handle something as, as stressful and difficult as architecture school can be, mm-hmm. and at the same time still find the time to dedicate yourself to being a competitive swimmer. That tells me a ton of stuff. Well, and that tells me that you would be a healthy intern because it shows me you have an interest outside of just architecture. Right. You're not a slave to the studio. That I mean, you might be, but it shows me that you have made time and you're organized with your time enough that you've been able to fit in the rest of it. Right. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is just if you've made it through four years of architecture school, I did that, too. So that's something we have in common. So you might tell me, what is it that gets you excited about yeah. some of the classes you've had? Or what classes have you had that just really sucked? <laughs> what could you get in there and go, oh, man, alive, this is not what right. I signed on for. Because right. that is just as important as what you really get fired up about. Well, sure, sure. You because need to if, know. If, we're, if we're looking at your cover letter and you say, you know, I really hated these, this kind of class and this kind of class and this kind of class. And you know what? We do a lot of that here. Yeah, you're probably not going to enjoy yourself. But that tells us that. I mean, Yeah, that, but if you, know. you tell me that, I may know of another firm that is really much better suited for right. you. Right. Yeah. Well, and if you're using big, fluffy, and elaborate, you know, collegiate-level words, and uh, I, yeah. yeah no. I know. I just, I almost laughed out loud. In fact, I showed my husband one cover letter that I got last week because it used a vocabulary word that I didn't know right off the top of my head. It's not a word I would use in conversation. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, step one, don't make me feel dumb. <laughs> That's just not appreciated. I, I get that you're smart and you, yes. you have a grasp it's, of the English it's your, language. It's your last chance to use all the big words you've learned in your college right. career. Exactly. And all going in this letter. I know. Well, yeah, and I hate to break it to you, but when you get in an office, you're probably going to be doing like maybe emails if we let you email anybody outside of our office. Mm-hmm. You're probably doing meeting field, minutes. Yeah, meeting minutes, field, field notes. notes, which honestly, take a business law class if you're going to learn how to write in an office because that stuff can go into court. And that's where we don't want the fluffy, fabulous, illustrative words. We need short to the point and very descriptive and not very interpretive right. kind of language. And that's that's what you're going to be doing when you get here. Now, granted, you might be a creative writer and you might have a blog on the side and that would be fantastic. And yes. tell me about that. Right. But don't make that your cover letter because I get that all the time. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be harsh, but... I know. We sound like we're being so terrible to I these know, interns. I I'm know. Like, we really love you all. We really do. We understand we, where you're coming from. But we encourage we, you. We want you to... <laughs> Oh, we want you to do well, I guess. I know. We we want want you to be able to take something away that you can, okay, I can go back and I can look at my my cover letter and think, okay, what did they just tell me? Right. And think, oh, okay. And and really hopefully give you an edge over over other people who are – because the field is going to be crowded. It's just the way the industry is Yeah, it really is. But, But, you know, I want you to be talking to me like a colleague, not like somebody who's begging for a job, who's trying to prove – I want you to know in your heart how fantastic you really are yeah. and just know that going into it and know that you could be an asset to my office, but don't try to shove it down my throat and sell me on it. Tell me what makes you unique. Right. And that's what's going to sell you right. to us. It's not going to yeah. be all the, the BS and the fluffy language. It's going to be those things that really make you unique and that stand out. They're going to sell you to us. And, and so the interns don't think that we're, you know, really sort of picking on them. And, and we're not. We, we really aren't. We also want to talk about if you're a vendor, what does it take to sell to us as an architect? Mm-hmm. Because we, we get vendors that come in and they'll pop in and they're just in the area mm-hmm. and they'll pop in and say, you know, hey, do you have a couple of minutes? I want to show you something. 
Well, a couple of things for you guys. If you really want to sell to me, if you're going to do that, make sure it's something that you're enthusiastic about and that it's something that you're really interested in and that you are confident about the way you approach people. I, I had a sales rep come through a couple of months ago that, oh my goodness, whoever his sales manager was needed to take him home and set him down and give him, okay, this is what you need to do. Because he was so dead. I mean, I hate to say uh, this, there was just, there's no life to it. He was talking about these windows and, oh, we have a new kind of window that, that we've put out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, honestly, I can't tell you whose window it was. Who who the company was? Because yeah. it was just so such a it was almost like a clammy feeling talking to him because he yeah. was so unenthusiastic. Like, please please go. You're making me uncomfortable. Right, right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm and then the handshake and I'm like oh oh you know it's that kind of <laughs> anyway yeah you know, it's just one of those things that you know if you're going to pop in make sure it's something you're interested in and you're passionate not so passionate about but you know you're confident about talking about and and you know really. Be aware that you're that you're trying to sell something to me, not that you're just popping in and here's a and you know. Well, and and it's not that you're trying to sell something, but you're trying to solve my problems, right? So right. tell me about how this is going to help me and my client, right? And talk about you know how's it going to save time or how's it going to save money or how's it going to make it easier for me to specify it or put it in my drawings you know do you yeah. have details give me don't talk about the fluffy how this went into some house in Georgia and it won awards and blah I mean. Show me where the details are on your website. Right. You know, show me how it's going to save me time and money. Yeah, give us the nuts and bolts of it. Right. Because, you know, the, the reality is, is time is money. Mm-hmm. And I won't, don't necessarily want to spend 30 minutes talking to you about your product. Because, mm-hmm. well, I've got clients I've got to serve. I've got a business I have to run. And now sometimes we've had guys come in that we thought, you know, okay, they they just popped in and said, hey, I want to show you this. And it's just kind of interesting. And suddenly they're here 20 minutes because, wow, this is a really interesting product. And, hey, thanks for coming by. We really appreciate it. But – and it kind of comes back to that thing we told the interns. You know, know your audience. Know who you're coming in to talk to and know that you're bringing us something that we could possibly use. Right. I know. I, I thought it was real funny. We had one guy that was kind of – seemed like he was new to the to the company or to the mm-hmm. sales field. And, and he got the three of us sitting down in – the conference room. He had actually made an appointment, which was good, but he should have, I was the one who set the appointment and either I didn't think of it or he should have asked, but he didn't ask who is it that's going to be in this meeting and how should I best present this information? Because he came in talking about all of this roundabout backstory and, and, you know, here's where the company came from and here's how I got together and, you know, formed this company with my my partner and and Holly's sitting there about to jump out of her skin because she's like just show me the damn project or you know the product and and I'm thinking oh man I should have given this guy a heads up that we had you know a D personality in the room and he better cut to the chase quick right. or he's gonna lose his sale before he's even told us what he's selling yeah well well and the other thing too is that, you know sometimes if you're a vendor you're coming in and and you're not you know, for us, it's different because we, we have no receptionists. It's just, just the three of us. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking in the door, you're getting us. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you're walking in the front door and you're getting the receptionist or, you know, we like to call them the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to know, okay, so who does the specifying in the office? And not only ask them who does the specifying in the office, but when you find out who, ask them 
well, what are they like? What's their personality like? Because it's going to go a long way towards walking back there and being able to show them the product and get them interested and not waste their time and not waste your time. Right. And maybe even do a little bit of homework on the, mm-hmm. on their website. You know, everybody's got an iPad or an iPhone or something in there. You know, you can sit in your car for three minutes and look at the company website and go, right. oh, these people do a lot of industrial or institutional type work. Yeah. Maybe I need to talk about our larger product lines or our right. more commercial or industrial type product right. lines. So, Or maybe I don't need to go in at all. Right. I mean, I'm assuming you've probably done your homework ahead of time, but just know who you might be talking to. Yeah. Well, then that's not always the case. Sometimes I just, you know, people are out and about and pop in. And a lot of times they'll ask, do you guys do X? And we can say, no, we don't. Right. And okay, well, then, you know, we won't waste your time and we'll go on about our business. Yeah. Keep in mind, if you're selling, if you want to, you know, really sell to us, sell to an architect, really know who they are, know a little bit about their personalities and a little bit about what they do, and it's going to go a long way. Right. Finally. Yes. I want to talk about clients because, you know, you think when we talk about selling, we think, you know, selling ourselves, selling the firm to the client. But as much as we are selling ourselves to the client, at the same time, if you're a client, you need to sell that project to us. Make us interested in it and feel the same way that you feel about it. So that we think, gosh, this is something we really, really want to do. Right, because I think a client thinks, oh, I've got a lot at stake in this project. I've got my, you know, there's a lot of money going into this and and this could make or break me, whatever the case may be. But we also, on the other side, have a lot at stake as well. You know, it's if we're going to invest however many months into a project and time and resources, and that's a lot that if it goes down the wrong way, if it mm-hmm. goes not well and right. it kind of sucks the life out of the firm nobody wants that no. so we are interviewing the client just as much as they're interviewing us right. so a lot of times we'll meet with the client and they're not really focused they don't you know they're they're more just shopping for ideas or wanting validation on mm-hmm. you know i think i might want to do this but what do you think and it just doesn't come across as really a client that is ready to do business right Right. Well, and and one other thing, well, one of the other things too is you know have a grasp on what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. So when we sit down with you, you can say, okay, these are the things I really want to. Com- this is what I want to accomplish with this project. Know that this is the end goal. You know, and because some people do, they really like Laura said, they just shop. You know, they're just looking for some ideas and trying to fish for some information. And uh, what's it? Oh, was it Tom Neeson calls it? I just drew a blank. Free consulting, unpaid consulting. Unpaid consulting. You know, they're looking for unpaid consulting to kind of determine that what they're doing is the right thing to be doing. They're not really interested in hiring you. Right. Um, And if that's what you're looking for, just say that outright. And either we can provide you with resources or we can, you know, tell you where, who you need to talk to. Yeah. Point you in that right direction. Right. Right. Well, and, and again, the thing that I keep coming back to is if you want to sell the project to me that, that I want you to be passionate about it. And and be energized about it, and and that's not always going to be the case when you're the first when you're first meeting with an architect or when you're first talking about the project. I had dinner last night. Last night, yeah, last night. Wow, oh, my days are getting confused. <laughs> but I had dinner last night with a client and his partner. When they first sat down and talked with me, it, it took probably three or four months before. Um, one of the guys was really comfortable with the idea of working with an architect. 
and comfortable with working with me and with us as a firm. And so there wasn't that passion that you know you think about wasn't really there. But last night having dinner with them, they're like, you know, okay, we're starting to get excited. You could see them starting to really get energized about what's going to happen. And so it's it's nice to see that and it's helpful to see that because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be – keep in mind you're going to be with that architect for what we hope is a very long period of time. You know, for your project, it could be six months. It could be three months. It could be 18 months. You're going to have a long relationship with that architect and you have to have that connection. You have to have that energy and that passion about what it is you're doing. Well, and a lot of times that doesn't necessarily come right away. Like you said, they right. were just kind of a little unsure in the beginning. But that's also something we can help you with. But it goes back to what we were talking about with the interns. You know, know who you are. Right. You know, we can help you figure out what's going to serve you the best or mm-hmm. what might what you might actually need. You may not be able to kind of put your finger on it. But if you know who you are, that's a great place to start. Right. If you just think, oh, I want to copy my neighbor, but you don't really know why other than you just want to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> or, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. They, yes. they expanded that extra bedroom, so we, we have to do one yeah. plus a mudroom. Or, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I, really I, I lived across the street from those people when I was growing up. Right. Yeah, the, the two neighbors next to each other, it's like they had a pool, then they had a pool. <laughs> To make closer garage, then closer garage. Oh, it was gosh. this back and forth. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's kind of like the, the Hearst Mansion out in California where it's just a nonstop ongoing project. It mm-hmm. was for, I don't even know, 20, 30, or 40 years something. It was the same architect working and the yeah. client never, there was no end in sight. Yeah. Because there was no focus or, you yeah. know, here's the project start to finish. Um well, so I guess a lot of this all comes back. This sounds kind of weird, but you know, after talking through all this, a lot of this seems to come back to the whole idea about personal brand. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, oddly enough, that you know, if you're a vendor, if you're an intern, if you're a client, know your personal brand, and that's going to make a world of difference when you're getting ready to sell to architects. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, who knew? Look at that! It sounds like we actually planned it. I know. Imagine that. <laughs> Well, how about them apples? Yeah. Well. Well, you don't even have to work hard at that because you, well, I mean, I guess you can, but. Well, some people don't know what their brand is. Yeah, just start with yourself. Don't try to make yourself into something you're not. Yeah. Just focus on what gets you excited and what you're passionate about. And, you know, what what do you do on a daily basis? Or we all hope we do something on a daily basis that gets us excited and, and we love to do. It doesn't feel like work. And start with that and work from there and see where it goes. Well. Very interesting. Don't we sound so intelligent? Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, well, hopefully that's been helpful to everyone. And, and uh, interns, again, I hope you don't feel like we're picking on you. But, but you know, we're just seeing so many resumes come across our desk that it's really forefront in our mind. And we want you guys mm-hmm. to get out there and we want you to do well and we want you to be successful. So anything that we can offer you as a hint or a tip or Anything we you know we we want to share that information. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and and there have been a number of people that I've talked to, actual interns that have called here, or have emailed me directly, and I spent a few minutes with them, telling them you know I spent fifteen minutes with a young woman, and was very direct with her, and I'm hoping she didn't hang up the phone and cry. Because um, you're so mean. Because I'm Larry. so mean. Um, 
but yeah, we, we want you guys to do well. So, but you were so, giving her tips on her resume but, and her yeah, cover letter. And, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that would give her a little bit of an edge. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So here's the last tip. We visited one of the LinkedIn profiles of one of the resumes we received. And if you are, well, really anybody, a professional who's trying to reach out to other professionals, think about putting something in your summary. There are parts of your LinkedIn profile that are really, really important. So from my point of view, if I'm going to visit that profile, I want to see something in your summary, which is the very first paragraph right below your little info box, that tells me what you want me to think or see or do when I visit that profile. So tell me about what you're passionate about. Tell me about what you're hoping to achieve. Tell me when you're about to graduate. And tell me where you're going to end up. If you're studying in a place where you're not going to be working, so say you're relocating to Dallas, go ahead and put that in your summary. And then underneath each of your experience areas, whether you're a student or whether you've worked in an office, put what you did in that office and what you really enjoyed doing there and what you maybe what you learned or what kind of courses you took. Give me something to go go with. Give me something that's going to let me have a little bit of insight into your personality and, and who you might become as an intern and where your career might go, you know, which is, of course, a big unknown, but yeah. there are clues. Well, and if you want to track us down and give us a piece of your mind, we're going to be speaking, oh gosh, we've got one, two, three presentations this year. At least. So we started into speaking season, getting prepped for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura's going to, going to be speaking here at Dallas at Metrocon 12. Sometime in August. In we don't August, have a, mid-August. Mid-August. Uh-huh. Then Laura and I are going to be in Atlanta in September speaking at the South Atlantic Region Conference, so you can find us there. That's a, their regional AIA conference. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then in October, October, we'll be down in Austin speaking at the Texas Society of Architects Convention again. This will be year number three for Laura and year number two for me. Mm-hmm. So you can always track us down there. And, and just, you know, if you listen to the podcast and you want to come up and say hi, come up and say hi. We'd love to talk to you. At least we know people are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and you're going to be just next month, you're going to be in D.C., right, mm-hmm. Washington? Yeah, before... I'll be at the American Institute of Architects National Convention in D.C., Yeah, which was, oh, it's going to be a little pretty penny. Oh. Yeah. The cost is just... It'll be fun, though. You get it'll it'll cool be a stuff. blast, yeah. Yeah, well, and one of the guys that used to share office space with us now lives there. So I get to see and visit with him and kind okay. of see him in his work environment, so to speak, because he works for AIA National. Right. So it'll be interesting. Good. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to be at the AIA conference, go hunt Larry down and... Yeah. Well, and I should be at the Tweet go. Up because they're going to have a oh, Tweet good. Up again. So I should be there. So if you're following following Arch Happy Hour on Twitter... Or even HPD Architecture on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, come to the tweet up and and in, introduce yourself. At least start putting some some people, you know, some real faces with you because know, everyone has a profile pic. Well, uh huh. Probably except for me. Yeah, you need to put yours yeah, on I there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, um, and I'll, I'll be here in Dallas, but I'll probably be retweeting and commenting and following what's going on at the conference yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, come up and say hi, and just you know, let me know what's going on. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and of course, if you're in Dallas, as always, we do the Architecture Happy Hour, Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. And the next one's coming up in three days on the 18th, the day after tax day. So we're going to have all those people who've been crazily filing their taxes on on the 17th. Hopefully, we'll come and have a cocktail with us on the 18th. Yeah, hopefully they've recovered a little bit. So if you're here in Dallas and you want to come, go to meetup.com slash the Architecture Happy Hour. 
And of course, you can always follow us on our, you know, keep track of our website, hpdarch.com. And we're actually getting ready to launch a revised version of the website. There's mm-hmm. going to be some new elements. We're going to integrate the blog into it. And um, hopefully sometime this year, we'll have video integrated in as well. So you can actually see us talking about who we are and what we do. Very exciting. So It's always scary to put video to voice. Well, sometimes it's, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Anytime I, I get to see photos of DJs or, or, you know, people on the radio after I've been listening to them for years, mm-hmm. I think, oh, that is so not what I had in my head. <laughs> really? This is true. True. Well, in the first time we did a video, the uh, AEC Knowledge, we have our um, Taking Your Marketing Off-Road continuing, continuing Education credit um, presentation there. Seeing ourselves on video, it's like that first minute or two was really hard to watch. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, but anyway. So so look for the new website. And, of course, as always, follow the podcast. We'll be coming probably next month will be a recap of AIA National, just what, what I learned in my continuing education seminars and afterwards. <laughs> so we'll see. That's all the good stuff is outside the classes anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll get all the dirt, the yeah. scoop, and the skinny. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed yourselves, and we look forward to talking to you next time. For now, I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.